0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rational Rage Podcast. My name is Spiro, I am your host. It is Sunday morning and I'm pretty late with this. Um, I normally try to record around Friday. It gives me a few days to do whatever it is I got to do and, you know, prep the other shows. But um, I got my cup of coffee and uh, the world is a safer place for it, you know, Having a bit of a crazy day. I'm on a little morning break here. I'm at work. I'm in my car right now recording this. As I've stated in other episodes, uh, this is how I've been having to record my my shows lately. Because I've been really pressed for time. But it is what it is. And you guys continue to show your love and support. And I appreciate you guys. I love you all for that. So uh, this week, BG is carrying the bulk of the, of the work, the bulk of the verbal duties, whatever you want to fucking call it. I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to get cute with this shit. You know, we should just keep this straightforward. No need to be like everybody else with their fake radio voices and, you know, their lexicon, their their dictionary by their side so that. They can come up with uh, cute, smart, you know, ways of saying things, talking in a way that they don't normally talk, you know? A lot of our haters, the ones who actually do podcasts, a lot of our haters, a lot of uh, our detractors or whatever you want to call them, our critics, that's how a lot of them are. You know, the guy you get on the podcast is not the guy that you would get if you were to meet The fucking human being. And I'm being nice when I say human being. You know, the way they speak, the words they use. It's not them. It's not them, you know. We keep it real, you know, like it says in the intro, the realest and the rawest. And we're proud of that. Some people have told me, yeah, good luck keeping it real. Good luck being real. You know, you keep it real, good luck with that in life. Well, you know what? Thank you, guys. Thank you for the well wishes, you know. And, uh hey, it's not the easiest. It's not the smoothest. But uh it gets done. I think that the authenticity and the passion shines through. And, you know, BG and myself feel that that's what keeps you guys coming back. Anyways... BG dropped some pretty cool episodes, you know, BG got into pro wrestling, man, and you're going to want to listen to this, especially if you're a wrestling fan, but even if you're not, I promise you, you will be entertained. BG pretty much took us down a trip on uh, memory lane and pretty much gave everybody a brief history lesson of modern professional wrestling and... It's evolution, and unfortunately, it's devolution, if that's even a word. I don't know. I don't look at the dictionary and try to find ways to impress my listeners and my quote-unquote peers, you know? Um, and he got into talking about Mexican wrestling and Puerto Rican wrestling, you know? Um, I remember being a kid, man. Uh, I remember there was a time in my life where I lived in puerto rico and i you know the world wrestling council with uh, universal champion carlos colón the legendary carlos colón and he was spot on man you know um wrestling in mexico you could say it was like the wwf wwe and um, the wwc the world wrestling council was the nw the nwa uh funny enough the World Wrestling Council was a part of the NWA. You know, that's why Ric Flair would go there. He would defend against Carlos Colon. He would defend against uh, Miguelito Perez and other wrestlers there. I think he defended against Hercule Ayala. And um, yeah, man, I could tell you, I have many fond memories of, of pro wrestling in Puerto Rico Let me tell you something, man. In Puerto Rico, I think Dutch Mantel said this. Another legend of the sport, of the business, whatever you want to call it. To people in Puerto Rico, the space program, NASA, was fake. But pro wrestling was real. And it was very evident in the way they would carry themselves during these um, matches. Let me tell you something, man. If you would go look up old World Wrestling Council, WWC matches... And it's similar to what, like, soccer stadiums are, soccer um, fans are. I wouldn't say so much the crowd, but the atmosphere, you know. They would have the air horns, the vuvuzela-type, you know, sound, the chants. Um, It was very similar to that. But these fans would show up to these matches, they would go prepared, man. The fans would go prepared with weapons. Not in case they would get into a fight with other fans, but, you know, these fans, man, I'll tell you, to them, the heels, a.k.a. the bad guys, were really the bad guys, you know? So if on last week's program or last week's show in Caguas, Hercule Ayala did something to Carlos Colon, something bad. They want to catch up with him the following week when the show went to Calle or to Ponce or somewhere, and they would be there ready to get revenge for Carlos Colon. That's how the fans were, man. I came up in a sporting family. My grandfather, he would take me to the baseball games, and my grandmother, she's the one that would take me to the pro wrestling matches. And my grandmother, man, she she used to go prepared She used to take either an umbrella or something, man. You know, she would like honestly, legitimately argue that, you know, it's not fair that they put these smaller Puerto Rican wrestlers against these bigger, larger American, whatever wrestlers from out there, whether it's the United States, whether it's from Germany, wherever. It's abuse. It's this and that. And on top of that, they cheat. They play dirty. She would yell at the top of her lungs during these matches, and she would whack wrestlers with her umbrella. And fans, man, fans would, you know, show up with, like, socks filled with bolts and shit or fucking coins and shit. And, uh, you know, my mother's town, Guayama, it's a small town, Um, you know, not too many people had a lot of money. It wasn't hard there to sneak into the wrestling matches, you know, especially when they'd come to the baseball field. People would jump over the walls or... They would find a way to get in and when security or somebody would be distracted they'd find a way anyways one time me and my cousins and a friend we actually snuck in and we went into one of the dugouts and this was a dugout that wasn't being occupied by anybody you know they got the locker rooms where the wrestlers come out the heels come out the faces come out aka the good guys but we had this, I don't know, this other dugout weird one because this had cages and it wasn't open like the other ones were. So it was Dick Murdoch and Invader Number 1. I'm sure those of you that, that are longtime professional wrestling fans and you guys are fans of Bruiser Brody know who I'm talking about. This is the guy who murdered and got away with it, uh, murdered Bruiser Brody. And like I said, got away with it. Um He was wrestling Dick Murdoch, and uh, the match spilled out onto the floor, you know, onto the field because this was taking place at a baseball field. So they were fighting their way towards us, and they had no idea we were in there, man. I mean, these guys were invested in their characters, in their match, in their brawl because this was not a wrestling match. Neither of these guys were really technicals, you know. They were more brawlers. I mean, they were hitting each other. They had no idea. We were there, and they were ramming each other against a fucking dugout cage. And I forgot what it was. Dick Murdoch ended up going face first into the cage. And then I just broke into, motherfucker, I'm going to fucking kill you, you piece of shit. You know, know, man, me being a stupid, little, crazy, young fan, getting into it like all the other fans, you know, fucking excited and pissed off at this dirty heel and shit, you know? I mean, I, I knew... I knew it wasn't real, but that's the difference about pro wrestling back then and today. The wrestlers back then made it so believable; you could believe that these guys, whether they were big or small, built or or not so built, maybe a little chubby, or you know, man, you could believe that these were men that could fight. Nowadays, you don't have that. You don't have that. These motherfuckers fancy themselves fucking thespians and shit anyways so fucking invader especially dick murdoch kind of got surprised but he kept it going man you know man he, he was able to keep his composure and he was able to keep the match going you gotta understand man puerto rico was a dangerous territory the fans were fucking crazy i mean but over here too but especially there in puerto rico Again, Dutch Mantel told a famous story how he got mobbed by the fans. He got mobbed by the fans, and he was getting stomped in the head and shit. And if it wasn't for Glenn Jacobs Kane, the guy famous for playing the Undertaker's brother, if it wasn't for him going out there, shoving everybody aside and grabbing him, and taking them inside and shutting the door to the locker room, man, he would have been killed, man. Look up old footage. Bruiser Brody waving fucking humongous chains and shit in the air trying to get the fans to back away man, cause the fans were fucking nuts man they were stabbing wrestlers, they were hitting wrestlers with fucking tools, with fucking rocks, with fucking sticks, with fucking whatever man Anyways, I don't want to turn this into a pro wrestling show. I mean, uh, you know, BG, I think, has everything covered. He actually put out two great episodes this week. Uh, it's a new show that he's going to be doing, Wrestling with Wrestling. He did a great job, man. And I I really suggest you guys tune in, especially if you're a wrestling fan. But even if you're not, man, it's very interesting. Anyways, um, we were talking about doing a show down the road, uh, detailing... Mexican wrestling and Puerto Rican wrestling, because you guys have no idea the madness, man. It, you know, it, it's a way of life, man. It's a, it's a separate culture in itself. Um, fans, man, the fans are just insane on, on both sides. Um, got a lot of personal stories that I could tell from my interactions with uh, wrestlers and fans alike, and uh, should be good. Anyways, why don't we read an email? I got an email here. And this one comes from Homeboy88, host of the Video Game Connection podcast. And it goes like this. Before I get into my question, I just have a warning for everybody listening and for Spearow and BG. Although they look cute and cuddly at the pet shop, please do not bite chinchillas. First of all, chinchillas need to be at a temperature no higher than 78 degrees. So you're going to be running your air conditioning just to have this pet. No man, I've come close to buying a chinchilla many times and thankfully I've never given in to that impulse or to my daughter that wants one. Second, chinchillas have no fear of dogs or cats so they will be terrorizing your other pets and trying to ride them like a rodeo bull. know what man i may have to actually buy one just to see that i would rather have 11 benevolent elephants than one chinchilla my question is do you think chewbacca is a bigfoot thank you homeboy88 thank you for the email brother um shout out to you to your boy ivan big tom to the video game connection podcast You know, man, that's a question that I've asked myself and that's a question that I've thrown back and forth with the brothers at the NFL podcast, the New Force Order podcast, the champ, GGP Greek God, Papa Don, and Dr. Destroyo, Alex Arroyo, who actually happens to be a real life doctor. That's not a gimmick or a fucking cute nickname. Is Chewbacca indeed a Bigfoot or something I've heard thrown around and something that I've even asked is, is he a dog? Now, I don't see how the fuck he would be a dog. I don't know if you guys ever seen the digital image that somebody came up with of what Chewbacca would look shaved. Looks fucking crazy, man. It it looks very much human-like and very much what many of us would envision a shaved Bigfoot look like. So I'm leaning towards Bigfoot on the NFL podcast. Again, shout out to GGP and Doc. If you guys are Star Wars fans, I'm telling you right now, if you're not tuning into the New Force Order podcast, then, you know, you guys are wasting your time with fucking bullshit. GGP brought up something about, there was something in the comic books, a story where uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca, the Millennium Falcon, crashed on Earth. They weren't able to repair it. So you know, Han Solo went on to become Indiana Jones and Chewie Chewbacca ended up becoming the legendary Bigfoot. I've never read that comic book, but I would like to check it out just because it's interesting. So I don't know what to tell you, homeboy, uh, but I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards Bigfoot. I think he is a Bigfoot, not a dog, like so many have said and believe that's my answer, brother. Thank you once again for your email. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, for you diehard gamers, tune in to the Video Game Connection, hosted by Homeboy88, Ivan, and Big Tom. While we're talking about Bigfoot, there's a lot of people that take this zoology shit way too fucking serious. And I get it, you know, and hey, man, whatever may be cool to some people may not be to others, whatever some people... You know, you like what you like, and you're passionate about whatever you're fucking passionate. But it's almost like people who are atheists, if you tell a religious person that you don't believe in God, immediately, you know, they think the worst of you. They want to banish you to the depths of hell. Guys, same thing here. We just saw the Patterson-Gimlin footage restored and all that. We were made semi-believers, and there were things about it as good as the footage looked that didn't completely wipe away our skepticism so you can't win with fucking people you know and the reason why I made the comparison to religion and all that is because here is Bigfoot this is a being that we haven't seen in physical form yes there's many people that claim to have seen it but it's a legend all right it's a legend that may be real I I don't know guys listen man if you tell people that you're somewhat skeptical, you know, they want to fucking come at you and, you know, shit on you and they want to fucking... Whatever, you know, man, they feel like they have to fucking defend their position and why they believe. Yo, dude, that's fine, you know, man, you want to believe in God, you want to believe in Bigfoot, you want to believe in the tooth fairy Santa Claus, I don't give a fuck, do whatever makes you fucking happy. But at the same time, you know, I've gone on record and so has BG that we're a little biased when we look at footage like this. So while there remains a skeptical side to us, there's a side of us that want this to be real. So we tend to be semi-believers, but, you know, people... Oh, what? You believe in Bigfoot? What are you, a fucking idiot? You know, it's like they fucking lose their shit because we say that... I don't know, the footage looks good. You got people out there that have been throwing indirect barbs at us. Listen, we're not going to respond to any indirect barbs, okay? If you don't have the fucking balls to talk shit to us and call us out, then don't even bother because we're not going to give you the rub. All right. If you have the balls to fucking throw barbs and fire missiles at us, at least have balls to call us out. You want to trade back and forth? We could do that, you know, man. But again, I've said this before, man, we don't take none of this shit personal. But some people act like, you know, it's like uh, defending Hillary Clinton or, or they want to defend Trump. It's like, you know the same thing here man it's like jesus christ man it's not only politics guys it's not only politics that people are losing their mind over people are losing their shit over bigfoot over fucking ufos over a fucking loch ness monster over the goddamn tooth fairy garden gnomes and shit relax ladies and gentlemen relax you know we're here having fun we're trying to put together interesting content entertaining content something that we can have fun with because we can't have every show be something serious how many times can i talk about school shootings you guys already know i hate talking politics you know i mean i can give advice but you know we want to also provide fun and entertaining content content that makes you look at things differently maybe you know makes you think about things listen at the end of the day we present to you opinions above all else this is an opinion show And you're entitled to your opinions you can agree with us you can disagree with us you can let us know interact with us via email via voice messages whatever hopefully we can start doing some live shows you guys can call in and we can go back and forth live you know so look out for that look out for that we're going to be doing that at some point you know um but yeah man just relax guys relax you know i mean jesus christ you know what I mentioned on Instagram, I commented under somebody's post. I said, you know, they were they were talking about the Patterson Gimlin stuff and that. And apparently they found the skull somewhere that they believe is a Bigfoot skull. I don't know. I'm no fucking I'm not a fucking anthropologist. I, I don't know shit about shit, guys. I'm just a fan. I'm interested. I'm curious. So whatever. I read whatever's out there. I look at the videos and I have opinions and, you know, I present my opinions to you. But anyways, they were talking about the Patterson-Gimlin hoax. It's the biggest hoax. I said, to me, the biggest hoax is the politician that cares, you know, because I've already gone into great detail about this, guys, you know, everybody worshiping and backing these fucking political candidates like they're backing, you know, their own parents who is probably, well, for most of us, like the only human beings who've ever truly, fully had our backs. But it is what it is, man. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. Real quick before moving on, I want to send a shout out. Let me tell you something, man. You know, we ask you to help us out. We ask you to share. We ask you to spread the word. We ask for your support. And you always come through for us, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I got to thank you all from the bottom of my heart, the bottom of BG's heart. We are both extremely humbled and grateful to have the best listeners on the planet. We picked up a few more markets. So shout out to the listeners for always tuning in and always supporting the Rational Rage podcast, always supporting BG and myself. We thank you. And I want to send a shout out to the people tuning in from Ecuador, Guam, South Korea, Vietnam, Panama, and Belgium. Shout out to all you people tuning in. If you like what you hear, you want to help us out. There's so many ways you guys can help us out, you know, but the main thing, the best way you can help out is by spreading the word. So if you're in one of these new countries that that are tuning in, Belgium, Panama, Vietnam, South Korea, Guam, and Ecuador, spread the word spread the word to other people hopefully you guys like what you hear and you stick around and listen guys you will never you will rarely if ever hear BG and myself we tell you guys follow subscribe share whatever you know and all that stuff but you will rarely if ever hear us unless we're trying to raise money for a cause ever tell you guys hey you know you guys can help support this show with a dollar five dollars if you click here here and there although it's appreciated what we really want is for you to enjoy our content and if you enjoy our content spread the word spread the joy so thank you ladies and gentlemen from the bottom of our hearts thank you for helping us grow yet again and you know with your help we will keep getting bigger and if we keep getting bigger I promise you that we will get better. This episode of the Rational Rage Podcast is brought to you by Zia Photography, the number one photographers in the tri-state area. For all your photography needs, visit www.ziapalophotography.com. Book your shoot today. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Pour that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, Cheers, brother. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, today, joining me right now, I have a very special guest, a very good friend, my drinking buddy here. You want to introduce yourself, brother?
1: Hey, bro. Uh, my name's Steve. I'm from uh, India. I'm a professional uh, tablet player. If you guys know, like a uh, in main Indian uh, rhythm instrument, you play with the fingers, not with the like uh, sticks. So, well, listen,
0: wait a minute. Yeah. You know what? She likes how you play with the fingers. Sometimes, you know, you play with the fingers, she could play
1: with the sticks, you know? <laughs> that's what she said, right? It's and, more fun, bro, fing- playing with the fingers first.
0: You know, man, yeah. I apologize, because you deserve a better introduction than that. You know, man, you are an international musician. Okay, you have traveled all over. You know, man, you and me have have had sort of a similar path in life, you know? Yes, and sure. that's part of the reason why we get along so, so well.
1: Beyond that, bro, I met a good friend, like, you no, know, my buddy, like, working together, like, you know, we have same mindset, we have open hearts, you know? We're pretty much cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And they broke the mold, man, because they don't make
0: men like us anymore, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, you see all the fake world, bro. Yeah, you know? yeah, but here we are hanging out. We, yeah. uh, we're having some Bacardi. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm having it with Coke, better known as Coke cuba libra and you're having it with uh, what is that it's lemon lemon, lemon, lemon sprite. and sprite yeah. it goes good it goes good man yeah. bacardi goes good with almost everything man so steve when we went to go buy this bottle of bacardi right yeah. um what else did we get that thing? i forgot we bought uh chivas right chivas singer yeah. yeah that was some good shit too there yeah but we saw something man we looked at the price tag and we were like who the fuck right who the fuck is paying $34,000, $35,000 for a bottle of, what was it, liquor, wine? What was it's
1: it? It's like a whiskey or wine. and not, not wine, but liquor.
0: Yeah. But that wasn't even the most expensive item, right?
1: What was the other one? The other one is like $90,000. $89,999.
0: So at the end of the day, after taxes, Jesus Christ. $100,000, Yo, who buys that? Who do you think buys that shit? Elon Musk, maybe.
1: Maybe, yeah. No, Donald Trump. Kind of, yeah, those kind, those guys can afford. Or some uh, asshole that just buys
0: it just to say he bought it and he leaves it on his stand somewhere so that his visitors see it, yeah. and so that he can like throw it in their face and you know what? I got money. I got money like that. I got A. Rap money. Right. You know. <laughs> Oh, man! <laughs> hey, listen, man, I don't care. I could win the lottery tomorrow. I'm not buying a $100,000 bottle of any liquor.
1: No, bro. It's not really
0: worth it, like, no? No, it's not worth it. You're yeah. absolutely right, you know. Steven, we've been talking, man, you know. Take a sip, man. Yeah. Take a sip, man. Sure Take a sip, yeah. man, you know. I want you to get loose bro You know Don't worry I'm not gonna take advantage Okay You know bro. No, no, You're my best I, buddy I want you, Exactly yeah, man You, you know, know man You can trust me man You know, you know <laughs> 100% bro <rule. laughs> yeah, I just I want you to get loose man And talk to the people man Talk to my listeners You know You know man This is a very talented man Okay Aside from being An amazing human being And having a wonderful heart Okay You are a very talented human being Um Bro We got to do something, okay? We've been talking about shooting a video, doing some collaborations with a few artists that I know. What are your goals, man? What do you want to accomplish with your music?
1: Bro, I want to play music with different cultures and different uh, rhythm patterns, people like, no, I want to create something new out of taking like the Greek music or Spanish music, like uh, jazz music, you know? I want to create something new from that.
0: I've heard you play, man. I've heard you play, and I love it, man. You know, I think that we got to get you some exposure, man, you know. So we're going to do something. I've already spoken to a few artists that are interested in the concept, and we're going to make something happen, man. So, you know, you people out there, stay tuned, you know, because we're going to bring you some international flavor, some Amazing music from this talented human being. Sure, bro. Directed by me, of course. Um, So that should be exciting,
1: man. Bro, what's your ideal setting when you're having a drink? When we are drinking or not drinking, we're very open, bro. You know, we we speak the truth. Right. Right? So people will understand us, who these guys are, why we are doing this show. So we want to give them some kind of uh, creative stuff. Right. Right? So they can enjoy, they can can, uh, appreciate us. Yeah, man
0: yeah absolutely I don't just drink with anybody you know and you're the same way you're very selective of the people that you sit down and have a drink yes, bro. having a drink has been associated with a lot of things happiness sadness business a lot of people have found common ground hmm. over a drink some of the best decisions have been made over drinks right yeah but oftenly many of the worst as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> well if you excess drink excess it happens but like no yeah. we are like you no know, sober drinkers definitely uh, man uh, definitely uh, you know. you'll know. you get creative ideas like no
0: and you know what and we're just here having a conversation and we're sharing our conversation with the listeners you know
1: um, what's your favorite drink man what's your favorite liquor I used to drink uh, whiskey bro you know I go like a black label or a shivasi you know I used to drink a uh, Rum back home in India, yeah. But oh,
0: yeah, yeah, bro. Tell them about that. Um, what do you call the, it? The tri- military tri- but, rum. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I used to have a friend from uh, Air Force. We back home in India, if you are in defense, you get uh, five bottles a week, so free. So that guy used to have excess of bottles in the house. Five bottles of rum free every week, every week, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so they, they say triple X rum, it's really like a strong. And you definitely enjoy it.
0: Bro, you gotta bring some in, you know? Yeah, we, but gotta, we gotta sit down and, and have some and let the people know,
1: you know? Yeah, but those drinks, bro, I won't think you can get them here. You don't know... It's Only only for defense people. Oh, yeah? Only for defense. Oh, special So You're like a veteran here, so yeah. like they have special drinks for them. And that's why they offer them free drinks, free the bottles.
0: Huh? Oh, so, so there's no way of getting one. It's like, well, what would it cost for me if if you know somebody that can send it to us from India, like a, a relative, a friend that we could pay shipping for, you know, that would actually send it to us?
1: Yeah, we can find out, bro. If it's legally to send the different uh, uh, liquor to here. Yeah, but I'm saying out. like
0: like a friend of yours or a okay. family member who has some, who has a bottle. Or an extra bottle, you know, that would sell it to me or send it to me, and I'll pay
1: for the shipping. Yeah, you can do that. You yeah, if, yeah, if it's possible, you can do that, definitely.
0: Yeah, man, but, I yeah. feel, you know, man, I'm pretty sure, you know, because I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm very interested to see what, number one, what Indian rum tastes like, but this is Indian military rum. Yeah, Indian military rum. Yeah, you know, in the yeah. army, some units have like their own cocktail like their own concoction their own punch right you yeah. got the artillery punch and you got other units that have that make their own punch. they mix all kind of liquors at the end of the day it's a bomb that blows up in your brain you know
1: yeah, yeah. and uh whatever man bro honestly bro that drink is like a uh, taste good and super strong you, yeah. you definitely enjoy it
0: it tastes good, but it's super strong. So, is it something very smooth?
1: No, it's kind of a little raw, but uh, you, anybody can drink it. People have preferences, right? Some say they say drink tequila, some whiskey and rum, the vodka. Yeah. But those, the, the military, rum, military rum, everybody will enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I mean. I'm sure about that
0: now, only
1: now, thing now is i hard really want to get wanna, it. yeah now i really want to get it. you're you're from uh you're a veteran so uh it suits you perfect you
0: know what um i remember when i used to be stationed in korea oh. and every other time i would go back i would always bring back some uh soju i don't know exactly what that is i i'm not sure what kind of liquor that is whatever but i would bring some back to the states and it would be something very smooth sometimes it would almost go down like water. Yeah. But it will fuck you up, man. You know? (laughs) It will... Yeah. Saki also. Uh When I would go to Japan, uh, sake's another thing. Uh, Yo, have you ever had a sake bomb? No, i never had Bro, okay, so so you take, right? Yeah. A glass of beer Mm -hmm. and you put chopsticks on it. You you lay chopsticks on it and you take a shot of sake, you Mm -hmm. put it on the uh, sticks. Uh Then you... Bang on the table, yeah, and the shot goes inside the beer, and you drink the beer and the shot at the same time. Oh, that's a sake bomb. Oh, I never had it, bro. You know, so, yeah. so we gotta do those, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Of course yeah. we will, man. Hey, man. Yeah. yeah. You want me to pour you another drink? Yeah, sure, sure, bro. Let's have another one, This is an after-work happy hour edition. Right? The Rational Rage podcast. We deserve it, bro. We deserve it. Bro, I'm fucking spilling it everywhere, man. What the fuck? Oh, no. I'm not drunk, man. I'm fine. I'm fine. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we're not advocating drunk driving. Okay, I swear to God, if I catch you drunk driving, I will pull you out of your car, beat the fuck out of you. I will beat the piss out of you. (laughs) I've done it before. You wouldn't be my first victim.
1: Listen, bro, we are the only two people, like, work hard. And like have a little fun after work, right?
0: We know how to have fun, man. Yeah, you know, there's no doubt
1: about Pe- it. You people know. don't have any life here. No? Uh, they work like a dog, like now. They don't know what is fun. No? It's sad, bro. It's fucking sad, man. You know, it really
0: is. You know, when you see people who are like in their 60s and 70s, and they're still coming in here and they're fucking killing themselves at this job, you know, and yeah because they don't know what to do with themselves, you know? And uh, retirement should be about living your life and finally right. dedicating 100% time to yourself because when retirement hits, that's it, man, you know? That's your chance to do whatever you wanted to do before you fucking die. Yeah. I hate to make it sound a little right. grim and shit, but that's just the fucking fact, you know? That's the reality, man, you know? That's that's when you live, finally yeah. live. I mean, you know, right. uh, you know, we've... I mean, I feel like I've been living my whole life, but there's still things that I want to do that I haven't been able to do. I still have goals. I still have, you know, the point is don't spend what should be your you years, Hmm. okay? Years that, that you dedicate to yourself, years that you focus on yourself finally, instead of your children, instead of your job, instead of this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. You should be living those years to the fullest because those are your final years. Right, yeah. However long, you know, man, you might go on to live a very long life. Yeah. You know, beat 100. Right. Make all those years count. Or, you, yeah. you know what, man, I mean, but again, you're not promised tomorrow, you know. You might fucking go, step outside, walk in front of a bus or a 747, lands on your fucking head, you know. And what can you say? What can you say you did with your life aside from work, the yeah. fuck out of you. Yeah, mind.
1: Yeah. See, every day should make a happy day, and your ending should be a happy ending, bro. It's not like that, you no, know, work hard for nothing, you no? Know? When you get older, you don't have to regret yeah, what, you, exactly, not, what you have not done, right? Balance your life, it's easier. Yeah. Right?
0: You know what I noticed? A lot of the people, most of the people that I see that post on Facebook, zero regrets, no regrets, blah, 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 are people who I know that regret a lot. They regret a lot. And I don't know if they're lying to themselves to make themselves feel better, you know, but you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that person that's always putting up inspirational quotes, trying to... You know, trying to find a way to mask their misery. You don't want to be that fucking person that talks about zero regrets. But, I mean, who doesn't have regrets? Who bro, doesn't regret something?
1: Man? They all regret, bro. They are lying to us, you know? See, people, are, see how people desperate, right? For everything, right? Money, girls, like drinking, you know, they're desperate for that. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, can easily see, that she, shit see their day, faces, bro. yeah. And you can figure out, what's wrong with this guy? Why he's man. not happy. Yeah. Right? Exactly. He's a loser. Right. He messed up his life. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a little
0: stop in the recording because we had a situation that we had to deal with. Business was handled, all is good. That's and right. we're yeah. back, you know. You know what Steve, I feel like we I feel like we didn't give the people their money's worth. I feel that there needs to be I feel like there needs to be a part two to this man. Right. sure, bro.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, I think that we, you know, I think that we need to do this again. How do you feel, man? Are you okay?
1: Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, bro, you're trying to educate these people, but they never learn anything. They never learn. We put so much effort. We, we put hardship, like we put our brains. We put like a no, practical, like no efforts to teach them something, but they're completely lost.
0: It's like a fucking, you know what, man, when the animal doesn't listen, when the animal can't <laughs> learn, then That's you right. have to resort to other measures to get the point across. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and unfortunately, right. sometimes it does come down to that.
1: You know? Yeah. We don't want to specifically tell them that we are like living a an animal lifestyle, but come on, try to. Come up, use your brains, educate yourself, right? Or listen to somebody like a wise guy trying to teach you something. Right? Yeah. You know they, Don't, don't
0: th- be don't be a fucking stupid dumbass motherfucker thinking what? Yeah. Think you can talk to people who have been around and know a little a little something about something. Don't come yeah. and try to fucking come off like you you know. No. Okay? I would think, yeah. Show respect. We so, show respect yeah. to everybody, regardless. Until you disrespect, and when you disrespect, whatever happens, it's on you, man. Right,
1: right, bro. We are always humble. We try to help people, but right, if they don't want to learn anything, it's up to them. We give well, we, our brains to them.
0: Yeah, well we taught, well, we just taught a fucking lesson a very valuable fucking lesson. And if they didn't learn from this lesson, then,
1: then they're fucked for life. Completely, completely fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and no. let them lead their life.
0: Yes, and on that yeah. note, ladies and gentlemen, this, is, this has been another edition of the Rational Rage Podcast. I'm gonna call this, I'm gonna call this the Bruce Brothers. This has been Brothers. a Bruce Brothers edition of the Rational Rage Podcast. My name is Spiro. His name is Steve. Steven. His name is Steven, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Bro, I'm happy to be with the uh, Rational Age producer, director, like a sponsor. That's right? right, man. I'm really happy, bro. Like, you know, uh, joining with you, enjoying my lifestyle, like, you know, having fun, opening my heart. Yes. You know, what? Heart, right? yes. You know bro, what? we We have we are, to... are open, bro. Open hearts.
0: We're fucking Nine. open. That's right, man. You know, open, except for the backside. The backside is never open, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's cool, bro. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, listen. That's cool. You know what, man? We gotta have more of these sessions, and sure, we gotta sure, bro. and we gotta share some stories, man. Yeah. With these people, man. You know, I think that they would enjoy it a lot, and they would learn even. They yeah. would even learn. They would learn from our triumphs, and they would learn from our failures practical life exactly man you know but ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in thank you for lending me your ears thank you for lending me your time
1: yeah thank you Um, so much
0: yes until next time stay alert stay alive rational rage is over and out and follow us (laughs) that's right man